tortured by rat. And we're not talking about the 80s hairband. I'm Kevin Leeson. Rat King. It's not as regal as it sounds. I'm Joe Fulgham. I got the rat bat fever! I'm Torn Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda. Old English, rate of uncertain origin. That's the word origin. <laughs> uncertain. Uncertain. Uh, rat. Somebody just made it up. Yeah. What's it, that thing? Rate. And musophobia, possibly musophobia, from Latin mus for mouse, or murophobia, or as serophobia from the French surus, meaning mouse, is the phobia of mice and rats. I believe the S at the end is, is silent. Suri. Sure. Mm-hmm. In French. And xemophobia is the fear of the great mole rat. Tell me, oh, I can see why. You know, the, like the naked mole rats that you might fight in Fallout 3. That's right. Well, that's a lot of fears. There's a lot of fears surrounding rats. I didn't realize we were so fearful of rats. Well, maybe you'll be more fearful by the time this podcast is over. I hope so, because I really don't fear rats. Honestly, I can say. They're so cute. Yeah, well, not cute, but I mean, I mean even if you got like a big They're old. They're pretty cute. <laughs> well, I don't know. Pet when rats you... are cute. There were a lot of rats in Vancouver. It's and true. if you go down to the shore where there's like lots of rocks and you like start just standing there still for a while and you just kinda of look in the dark space between the rocks until your eyes adjust, mm-hmm. you see a lot of scurrying. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of scurrying that goes on at all times of so the that, day and night. That doesn't instill you with fear? No. You're no. at nighttime and there's scurrying going off? It does not bother me. It doesn't get okay. under my skin. So the main rats that we'll be talking about I mean there's kangaroo rats and all these other kind of rats, but we're talking about sewer rats. Yeah. Yeah. The, the brown nasty... rat and the black rat. Yeah. Okay. Rattus norvegicus the is nasty, the brown rat. The nasty, bitey, disease carry yeah. kind of rat. And the black rat is Rattus ratus, which enjoy a nearly worldwide distribution thanks to their skill at stowing away on ships. Do you know what a group of rats is called? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. A, um, <laughs> a, a dirty of rats. A <laughs> dirty of rats. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't be a pack of rats. It would be a pack of would rats. It? Is oh. it? But the alternate is mischief. Oh, a mischief of rats? I, I like that. I like yeah. that much better. Although the rat pack. The rat pack, yeah. Seems somewhat appropriate as well. The brown rat can breed throughout the year if conditions are suitable, a female producing up to five litters a year. The gestation period is only 21 days, and litters can number up to 14, though seven is common. The maximum lifespan is up to three years, although most barely manage one because uh, the yearly mortality rate of 95% Whoa. is hmm. estimated with predators and interspecies conflict as right. major causes. Interspecies conflict. I have some experience with interspecies conflict with rats. Rat on rat crime. Rat on mouse crime, actually. Oh, wow. If you torn remembers this, probably I lived in a house with a whole bunch of other guys out in Chilliwack, uh, a whole bunch of bachelors, and we were renting this one enormous house, and the rent was super cheap, and there was like, I think at one point, eight of us living in this house. I've Where was this? Houses like that. Uh, this was on uh, College Street in Chilliwack. This house was uh, college for very old people. and huge. And actually, uh, from what I heard from one of the guys, the basement had been condemned for human habitation. The guys I lived with were uh, lazy like me. So when we had garbage, they would just put it in bags and throw it out back. And thinking 
you know, we're not going to pay for garbage pickup. We got a truck. We'll bring it to the dump every once in a while. That's and what of course the rats it, were hoping for. That's exactly <laughs> what the rats were hoping for. And not because the rats wanted to get into the garbage, but because after a long enough time, there were enough bags of garbage that they could climb up to them and get in through the dryer vent. Oh, nice. And get into the house. Oh, so they were like little rat ladders. Yeah. Also, we got mice and... I would be like in my room and I would hear the mice up in the space between the floors. With the skittering? Right? And they'd be yep. skittering. And I would just be like, what is that? And then after a while, a rat, an, a rat actually moved in and you could, it totally sounded different. Like rats are way bigger than mice. So mice skitter, what would a rat do? It, 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 well, scuttle? It was, it was, yeah, scuttle. It was, much, oh, it was a much right. louder skittering. Like, and you're like, holy crap, something big is up in my ceiling. One night, I distinctly remember hearing little of the the mice moving around and then here comes the rat and all of a sudden i hear and there is mortal mouse rat combat going on (laughs) in my roof and a little while later there were no more mice sounds coming out of my ceiling only the rat sounds i eventually laid out traps and caught the rat in unfortunately a mouse trap which was only enough to piss it off. Oh, I see. Uh, but also make it so it couldn't run away because it had this trap sprung around it. Like on it its had, head, like wearing uh, it like a necklace? Right across its back. Like it would, it had gone, and it had its, <laughs> it was like grabbing its spine, but it wasn't enough to like break it or actually hurt it. But it couldn't like move its it back legs. It couldn't move its back legs, and it was like flopping around in the kitchen floor. And, <laughs> oh, God, this is horrifying. And I went, I don't know what the. I, Hit it with no, a shovel. Hit it with a cat. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I had been taking a keto, and I have a wooden practice katana. <laughs> so I how very Wolverine I you. grabbed that and I whacked it once to knock it out and then put it in a bag and pulled did it you, outside did you do the one stroke I no I did back, I did. back in your scabbard <laughs> I did not do Ayajutsu to uh, draw attack and resheathe my sword so no. did you successfully just stun it or did you kill I it I stunned it and as I was bringing it out in the bag out back to throw in the garbage it, it woke up and so I put it down and whacked it a couple more times <laughs> So now my done it permanently. My mighty Boken is nicknamed Rat Slayer. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Brown rats live in large hierarchical groups, either in burrows or subsurface places, just such as sewers and cellars. When food is in short supply, the rats lower in social order are the first to die. First, wait, wait, lower in social order are first to die because they kill them? Be- probably, possibly. Or because they don't get enough food? Certainly rats are known cannibals. Right, yeah. Under the correct circumstances. But probably just because they get muscled out of the food zones. Food chain. Yeah. If a large fraction of a rat population is exterminated, the remaining rats will increase their reproductive rate and quickly restore the old population level. So, when in doubt, hump more. Yep. That's kind of my slogan. I got a t-shirt. When in doubt, hump more? (laughs) Yeah, you you can't go wrong with that philosophy. Mine just says, hump more. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) There is no doubt. That doesn't enter into it. (laughs) So, yes, there's a lot of infanticide. Well, maybe a lot is a strong word. Some. There, but there certainly is there is infanticide you, in the rat population. You know, in some cultures, any infanticide is considered a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Most maternal cannibalism occurs in the first 24 hours and tapers off steeply during the first week. This is culling. Any young that are deformed or, mm-hmm. or injured right. are usually eaten by the mother uh, to reserve her energy, to gain back the energy so that... She can spend it on the rest of the pups. Yeah, right. that and free food, right? Yeah. Oh, oh she yeah. needs something to turn it into milk. Can you milk a rat? If you're a baby rat, you sure can. If, yeah. If humans gave birth to Big Macs and Whoppers, it'd be infanticide all over the place. One possible adaptive explanation is that if the mother perceives the environment to be too hostile for pup survival, she may give up supporting them further 
and they recoup some of her energetic investment by consuming the entire litter. That's recouping yeah. more than some. That's recouping all of it. Rats' front teeth grow five inches each year. Rats wear them down by continuously gnawing on everything around them, including cement, brick, wood, lead pipes, and other small animals. So Did true. you just say five inches a year? Yep. Yeah. So if they didn't so gnaw. So basically the length of a small rat. If they didn't gnaw on things constantly, they would have five-inch-long <laughs> teeth. Yeah. yeah. Saber-tooth rats. That's awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> A rat can tread water for three days and survive being flushed down the toilet, and it can return to the building by the same route. I don't like the idea that it can come back up. When I'm using that area, I'm not looking there. <laughs> yeah, for, it can come back up and bite your balls. Yeah. A rat can fall as far as 50 feet and land uninjured. Oh, wow, this is better than cats. Yeah. Rats do not sweat. They regulate their temperature by constricting or expanding blood vessels in their tails. Oh. Oh, Okay. The black rat and the rat flea Xenopsyla chiopis are notorious for their role in epidemics of bubonic plague, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. My favorite of all the plagues. And let's talk about biting. Okay. okay. 50,000 people are bitten each year in the U.S. Wow. Uh, by rats? By rats. Or is that Just everything? In Just general. <laughs> 90% of the victims are young children, of course. Because they're so dumb. <laughs> they're so dumb. Well, no, they're just more tasty. In a number of studies, most bites were to extremities. This is because most people are bitten at night while they are asleep. Rats tend to bite the parts of bodies they're exposed during sleep, the face, arm, and hands. Oh. And several studies of this have been done, actually. Rats are jerks. <laughs> totally. 50 to 70% of rat bites were to the upper extremities, the arm, wrist, hand, and finger. 20% were to the lower extremities of leg, thigh, or buttocks. And 10% to the head slash face. All right, so hold on a second. So we're saying that nine, the vast majority of these people have been bitten while asleep. Yeah. And but primary, but ninety percent of them are children. Mm-hmm. So why do rats like to nibble on children as opposed to adults? Because they're so tasty. I thought we established that. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, like, do they recognize them as children and realize that they have a harder time to fight back? Like, oh, maybe I can get a chunk of this thing, and it won't know how to kill me before I can get away with it. They just like that new baby smell, I guess. Could be. Oh. Or it could be that uh, adults make noise that frightens them away while they're sleeping. You know, probably, snoring you know, yeah. and things no, like you know that. You know what it is? Kids sleep a lot more. Farting. They're attracted by the smell. The Dutch, no, the Dutch oven that <laughs> from all of us middle-aged men, you know, oh, uh, frightens rats oh, away. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Our old man farts. Our old man farts. Keep Our anathema day. to rat bites. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's, That's good to know. Rat bite fever is caused by bacteria transmitted by rodents, rats in most cases, which is passed from rodent to human via the rodent's urine or mucus secretions. How does rat bite fever compare to cat scratch fever? Mm, it's the I've never heard far, a song about rat bite fever. <clears throat> it's the far less popular well, follow-up. Sounds like the thickets have some songwriting work to do. <laughs> I agree. Most cases occur in Japan, but specific strings of the disease are present in the U.S., Europe, Australia, and Africa. In rat bite fever, the original wound heals temporarily, later opens again, larger and more angry looking. Mm-hmm. A rash develops, temperature rises to 103 or 104 Fahrenheit. Falls, well, that's, that's dangerous. Falls to normal in a couple of days, then rises again in cycles, which may recur for months. Hence the fever in the rat scratch yeah. fever title. The patient may grow thin, have muscle pains, delirium, arthritis. Ooh. Treatment is similar to that for syphilis and saves nearly every case. Mob hitman Richard Kuklinski claimed that on multiple occasions he would kidnap his victims, and rather than conveni- conventionally murdering them, he bound their hands and feet with tape, 
He then left the victims in a cave in the wilderness where they were eaten alive by rats attracted to the victims' cries. Kuklinski claimed he filmed these deaths as proof to the buyer that the people did suffer before death. That sounds like made-up story. It does sound a little bit like made-up story. Yeah, Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> rats may be used to torture a victim by encouraging them to attack and eat him alive. This is supposedly, again, supposedly... Yeah. A traditional form of Chinese punishment. The Rats Dungeon, or Dungeon of the Rats, was a feature of the Tower of London alleged by Roman Catholic writers from the Elizabethan era. A cell above high water mark and totally dark would draw in rats from the River Thames as the tide flowed in. Prisoners would have their, quote, alarm excited, end quote, and in some instances have flesh torn from the arms and legs. During the Dutch Revolt, Diederik Sonoy, an ally of William the Silent, Ooh, William the Silent uh, from our assassinations episode. He was the first uh, leader of a country assassinated by gun. Is documented to have used a method where a pottery bowl filled with rats was placed open side down on a naked body of a prisoner. When hot charcoal was piled on the bowl, the rats would attempt to escape by gnawing into the very bowels of the victim. Okay, so that one sounds like it would actually work, (laughs) right? And it sounds too interesting to not have somebody think it up and then go, we got to do that. Okay, that totally (laughs) sounds plausible, right? Because, like, rats are survivors. I mean, that's their their total hallmark. And, I mean, they're in a jar. Okay, they're like, well, whatever, I'm in a jar, so be it. Okay, now you in a jar with something soft and fleshy underneath it. All right, my situation hasn't changed much. Yeah. If I start to get hungry, maybe I'll take a bite or two, whatever. Right. And you got a, uh, you know, then all of a sudden the top half of the jar becomes piping, scalding hot. Yeah. So now it's time to flee. Yeah. Yeah. By I, the only method available. I mean, I think that's what I would do. <laughs> you could trap me on, say, the belly of a turned upside down blue whale. I don't know. <laughs> And then the then the bowl you got me in gets hot. I'm I like, would pay ten dollars to I'm see that. My way, if you think you can get a blue whale in ten dollars, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll yeah, and eat. you know what? A blue whale's got a lot more blubber. You got a lot more gross stuff to get through than a human. Yeah. Like I think your rats... jaw's gonna get tired before a rat's would. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be eating at all, but I'd certainly burrow my way and be like, "Let's get through this tough outer skin and start oh, man. swimming through fat." Maybe this is what serial killers did before the twentieth century. Is they became like torture specialists for William the Silent, right? Yeah. Like now I'm beginning to think maybe William the Silent deserved to get shot in the head. Uh, if he's doing this to his, he's a know, jerk. Yeah, he's maybe a, he uh, tortured people for perfectly good reasons. I guess maybe he needed so. to find out where the nuke was. You know, like Jack Bauer from <laughs> yeah, 24. Tell us where the nuke is. No, but seriously, like, who's going to come up with this idea? Like, this is pretty devilish, right? Like, I don't think if I if I sat there in a think tank with with five other people exactly like me, we sat around a table and went, okay, what is the most awful way we could torture somebody to death? I don't think I would come up with. Maybe one person on that panel had musophobia. (laughs) Force feed them their own living children. Okay. There. And How's that for sick? That was, what, 15 seconds? Yeah, but that's not going to kill them. That's just going to make them... I'm not saying chopping them up. I'm saying, like, actually take their kids' arms and force <laughs> it into their mouth. I'm <laughs> okay. down. So be it. Rats are known as germ elevators because they carry bacteria, viruses, fungi, mites, fleas, lice, ticks, and microbes up from the underground streams of sewage. According to one study, as many as 25% of all fires of unknown origin are caused by rats chewing through cables. I wonder if there are germ escalators. Because they go up in a slant. Slowly. Real slowly. That's right. There's a few other germs standing behind going, come on, (laughs) you can walk up this, it's faster. Oh, God, there's a guy here with a suitcase. You guys have heard of Rat Kings. Yeah, actually. Uh, no. Oh, this is awesome. 
Rat kings are phenomena said to arise when a number of rats become intertwined at their tails. Oh, I have heard of this. Which become stuck together with blood, dirt, ice, excrement, or simply knotted. The animals reputedly grow together while joined at the tails. The number of rats that are joined together can vary, but naturally, rat kings formed from a large number of rats are rarer. The phenomenon is particularly associated with Germany, where the majority of instances have been reported, the earliest report coming from 1564. Well, yeah, there we'll have a picture of this up. It's pretty gruesome. Sure will. <laughs> this it's this like, will probably oh, I've got rat spaghetti. Yeah, and they're all tied together at, the, at their tail, and and they're all filthy. Sightings have been sporadic in the modern era. The most recent comes in an, from an Estonian farmer's discovery in 2005. Specimens of purported rat kings are kept in some museums. The Museum Mauritianium in Altenburg shows the largest well-known mummified rat king, which was found in 1828 in a miller's fireplace at Buchheim consists of 32 rats. Whoa. Whoa. That's a lot of rats. That's more than I thought. Like, I thought it was going to be... Can you imagine this just kind of... It's not really scurrying towards you. just kind of rolling rolling towards you like a yeah. like, tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, like the rats in the bottom are pulling and the a rats on top are heavy. Some of them are upside down and being dragged and they're like, screw this, and they try and flip over, but that flips over other ones. It would just be this mess of pain and hate. Or you think... Like, do they grow over time sometimes? Or oh, yeah. They, you start with... Thir- or you- Is it like a snowball? There's two rats tied together, and then they trap another they rat? Tra- <laughs> yeah, exactly. They roll over one rat one time, and all of a sudden he's like, what the hell just happened? I'm being dragged along behind this thing. It's like- a snowballing rat king. <laughs> yeah, There's you- your Dungeons & Dragons monster right there. <laughs> it's, the new, it's the new gross version of Katamari Damacy. Snowballing <laughs> saber-toothed... rolling up rats. <laughs> snowballing saber-toothed rat oh, kings. Oh, my God. A rat king found in 1930 in New Zealand displayed in the Otago Museum in Dunedin? Dunedin? Dunedin. Sure. Was composed of immature ratus ratus, the black rat, whose tails were entangled by horsehair. Oh. The rat king discovered in 1963 by a farmer in the Netherlands consisted of seven rats. X-ray images showed formations of callus at the fractures of their tails, which, according to proponents, show that the animals survived for an extended period of time with their tails tangled. So their tails got entangled, and then but because they were moving around so much for so long that they became like fractured and calloused and like kind of semi bonded. Yeah, that well, you know, welded. That, it makes sense with there's only seven of them that they actually could function somewhat. Yeah, for a while, kind of collectively. And you get the equivalent of you know how if, if like people get those bed sores because they lie in their bed too much. Yeah. Think of the the tail on tail sores, right? So yeah. they get these open, probably bleeding sores. Which then, you heal know, they over. heal over and that just for- cements it even further. Yeah, yeah. Then Ugh. you're you're stuck. Imagine if you didn't like the rat next to you. If you're like, <laughs> it was like the odd couple. I can't yeah. stand that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you, if they decide to do the cannibalism thing, it's like, it's yeah. like they can get away, right? But then you're dragging like, around the remains of this guy you hated, you know, unless yeah. you can eat all of him. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, guess there's enough of you to do that. Once he's dead, you might as well. You might as well. Or, just find a place to hunker down. Or even worse, if one of them just dies for whatever reason. Yeah. And then you just got to drag along. Sure, it happens. dead rat. Well, that's probably how they all end, right? Yeah. It's like eventually you get to the point where there's like six dead ones and one like There's really... one big fat one and, with, and all this attached to him is a bunch of tails <laughs> and hip no, no. bones. <laughs> Either that or Conan the rat from dragging all the other rats around. He becomes this massive, oh, yeah. strong rat. Huge built up leg muscles. Yeah, all the rats are still alive and everything, but they just don't have the power to resist him. (laughs) And he's the only one who can survive. Every time you are pulling, I'm getting stronger. (laughs) And then we have plagues. I'd like to talk about the one that happens every 48 years in Northeast India, Burma, and Bangladesh. 
Okay. Every right. 48 years. That's like surprisingly specific. Well, the bamboo species Melocana bicifera blossoms en masse approximately every 48 years. Oh, wow. And this particular type of bamboo goes through those, uh, grows through those areas I mentioned and produces fruit and then dies off. Okay. The fruit has a large seed, resembles avocado, and is packed with protein and nutrients. All right. During the fruiting stage, local species of forest rats feed on the bamboo fruits. The rats cease cannibalizing their young and begin to reproduce in an accelerated birth surge, producing a new rat generation every three months. Once the burgeoning population of rats has stripped the forest of bamboo fruit, nocturnal swarms quietly invading farms and villages to devour crops and stored rice, grains, vegetables, and sesame. The rodents often grow to particularly large sizes (laughs) and can gnaw through bamboo and wood floors, walls, storage containers, and granaries. This phenomenon has historically resulted in mass starvation among the indigenous peoples of the region where the bamboo grows. According to the Times of India, the last flowering in Mizoram, 1958-59, to caused a famine that killed between 10 and 15,000 people and destroyed hundreds of thousands of livelihoods. The bamboo flowering and rat infestation cycle has, in the past, lasted for about three years until the rats run out of food and their populations return to normal. Wow. I mean, it, this is one of those things. If only we ate rats, then it, we could, <laughs> it, it could be seen as like a, a, a bonus, right? It's like, oh, sweet, there's a rat boom. It would be like if cows all of a sudden had a massive <laughs> population. a plague of cows. Boom, <laughs> plague of, a plague of delicious bacon-bearing pigs. You know, uh, if only there was like a chicken plague. Mm. Yeah. The Kentucky Fried Chicken Plague. Oh, I think there my. might be one of those already, actually. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Rat doesn't sound too terrible. That's true. If we could take it right in front of anything, I'll probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> there is curiously no mention of rats in the Bible. Not oh. one. There are 40 mentions of dogs, and virtually all of them are unfavorable. They are regarded as unclean. And to compare oh. someone to a dog is the grossest insult in the Bible, but rats are nowhere. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Dr. Fibes lied to me. And there's not much talk of them in uh, classical literature. The Romans did not differentiate between rats and mice, thinking that one were just big ones mm-hmm. and the other were small. And uh, even in the Middle Ages, rats barely touched the human imagination. And although it's true that rats were the principal vectors of bubonic plague, especially the Black Death, which ravaged Europe in the late 1340s, people did not know that at the time. No. So, like, people just basically figured, oh, rats just something you live with. They're like wallpaper, yep. right? They're just kind of there. And they're Ooh, all. Now I want to get some rat wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Made out of little rat pelts. Made out of rat kings. <laughs> Do you guys know about rat baiting? No. Rat baiting. A popular sport in 19th century London. So is it, it's like bull baiting, but I'm trying to think of how that would work. All right, I'm going to okay. guess. Oh, but, no, I'm going to guess. Okay. Sure. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say it's you lure rats into a situation where you, like, kill them. Like, you okay. bait four rats. So, like, you know, when kids that I went to elementary school would uh, soak a piece of meat in Drano and then leave it out on the oh. beach, and then a seagull would eat it, and then they would f- try to fly off and die because the drain would react poorly that's, with their stomach. That's really sick. Quite evil. Same, yeah, yeah it's pretty psychopathic. Uh, and uh, same thing. That's what I'm thinking. They, they like, put, like, poison pieces of meat out where rats frequent, and then they bait them into dying. Okay, and I'm going to say it's similar to bull baiting, but maybe the name is reversed because in bull baiting, what they would do is they would have dogs bite a bull and try to hang on with their jaws, and the bull would, of course, do all the bucking that you would see at a rodeo, 
and the dog that stayed on the longest won. Um, So in rat baiting, I'm going to guess that they get rats to attach to maybe a dog and the longest rat to stay on wins. Or the the (laughs) bunch of dogs and the dog that eats the most rats wins. They throw them in like a pit full of rats. That is exactly what it is. What? Wow. Pits a man or more often a dog against hundreds of rats. James Wentworth Day, a follower of the sport of rat baiting, described his experience in atmosphere at one of the last old rat pits in London. <laughs> oh, ye old rat pit. He probably had an E on the end of the pit of the rat. This is a rather dirty small place in the middle of the Cambridge Circus, London. Went down a rotten wooden stair, entered a large underground cellar, which was created by combining the cellars of two houses. The cellar was full of smoke, stench of rats, dogs and dirty human beings as well. The stale smell of flat beer was almost overpowering. Gas lights illuminated the centre of the cellar. A ring enclosed by wood barriers similar to a Rome, similar to a small Roman circus arena <laughs> and wooden bleachers arranged one over the other, rose stepwise above it nearly to the ceiling. <laughs> this was a pit for the dog fights, cock fights and rat killing. A, a hundred rats were put in it Large wages went back and forth on whose dog could kill the most rats within a minute. <laughs> the dogs worked in exemplary fashion, a grip, a toss, and it was all over for the rat. <laughs> With especially skillful dogs, two dead rats flew through the air at the same time. Nice. <laughs> the competing dog had to kill as many rats as the number of pounds the dog weighed within a specific preset time. All right. The prescribed number of rats was released, and the dog was put in the ring. The clock started the moment the dog touched the ground. When the dog seized the last rat, his owner grabbed it, and the clock stopped. So, uh, basically, so a chihuahua would like only have to kill like one rat to win, right? <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, but he only had five seconds to do it. That would be my strategy. This guy's strategy right here—it's like I'd have nothing but a pen full of killer Shih Tzus and Chihuahuas. <laughs> Rats that were thought still to be alive were laid out on the table in a circle before the referee. The referee then struck the animals three times on the tail with a stick. If a rat managed to crawl out of the circle, it was considered to be alive. Depending on the particular rules for that match, the dog may be disqualified or have to go back in the ring with these rats and kill them. The new time was added to the original time. Hmm. Jacko, a 13-pound bull terrier, set the record in 1862 when he killed 100 rats in 5 minutes, 28 seconds. Wow. That is a lot of rats. That is a rat every 3.28 seconds. Lesser of two evils. So we obviously are going to start with the William the Silent method of torturing to death. Yeah. The hot pot of rat scratchy goodness. Yeah. Uh, what, so what's the, uh, what's the other side of the equation? What would be as bad? What would be a, a comparable... So I think the uh, the brazen bull, which we talked about in a previous episode. Oh, what episode was that? Does anybody remember? No, it was a it was, a, it was a good one. It was, it was a, a long time ago. It was yeah. one of our earlier episodes. So for our those... challenge to you, listeners, is to go through all our episodes and tell us which episode that we talked about that on. Yeah, Costa Soda go. Jerks. How about you guys tell us what episode we talked about the brazen bull? Because we can't remember. <laughs> We've done too many. We've only listened to them once, if that <laughs> each. For those who don't remember, the brazen bull was a torture device where it was a brass bull. And the person would be placed inside it, and then the bull would be they would roasted. They would light a fire underneath, underneath this, this bull statue so that you're in. Like a furnace. So and, like a furnace, and, and you're burned, you're slowly burned alive you're by cooked. this 
cooked it. And legend, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, legend had it that some versions actually had like a horn put in the mouth of the right. bowl so that your screams would actually come out like a low mooing like a cow would make. <laughs> as a particularly... That's the icing on the cake. That's, that's the yeah. cherry on top of the torture Sunday right there. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. This is actually a good, a good comparison because we're both horrifying, yeah. horrifying ways to die. <laughs> Wow, I don't even. I, I can't start. I gotta. I gotta. Think I about this, this I, Torin, you have to go first because I don't know either. Well, I always go back to this as an animal lover. If I'm going to die in a horrible, horrible way, I'd rather the rats get a little bit of nourishment and oh, continue the cycle of life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're kind of giving back. It's wow. sort of that ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And I thing. feel I don't know. Would it last? Would one last longer than the other? Yeah. I think if it would, it would be the bull. I don't but know. But if it's just eating your entrails, yeah, you then could, maybe you probably would, don't die right away. You probably yeah. go septic and you yeah. die from like blood poisoning <laughs> or something too. like two days later, right? Like You'd, with the rats, because they're not trying to eat your whole body; no, they're, they're just, just trying, trying to get, get through you. Yeah, yeah. well, like they actually probably by the time they get into your stomach cavity and they can't feel the heat anymore, they probably just nestle in there. I don't know. That's it, so horrible. You probably pass out. I don't know which one you'd pass out from first. I think the rats probably first, which might be merciful. Yeah. You'd go into shock. All right, so Torn, you're definitely with the rats. <laughs> I'm going to go with the rats. And, but that's because for a multiple of reasons, really. For this, really. like, closing <laughs> wow. food circle that maybe he'll... he'll... It's funny. I, until Torn brought these up, and not that I don't give a shit if rats eat. I don't care. Yeah. So that's not it. But the other part that you're talking about, that's actually might have, might have changed my mind. How long um, will you suffer right, well, and how next. bad will that you suffer? Think about you, a couple okay. more seconds. I got my answer. I'll go with the rats, but it has nothing to do with helping rats out because, frankly, there are too many rats out there as it is. Right? Yeah. And I have no love nor hate. Yeah, but these of... are rats that have eaten me. They're like part of me now. I'm, I'm rat bivalent. They've, they've, right? they've taken your power. Yeah. They'll yeah. soon be writing catchy punk, pop punk songs. <laughs> do you think maybe that you'll wake up as a rat and, you know, you'll have been like there have been some sort of soul transference to these rats that ate your entrails? I don't believe that, but it's a nice thought. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, if all their tails are tied together. It's the best kind of Freaky Friday. It's way better than the, uh, you know, Lindsay Lohan. Okay, version. I got to say this now. I just thought of a new Thickets costume. You guys all come out as a rat king. With all your, <laughs> oh, with yeah. All your, with all your tails tied together, and you uh-huh. have to... You have to do like a show where you're all as if we're not getting in each other's way enough already on those <laughs> exactly. tiny stages in Vancouver. It <laughs> would be perfect. Okay, that is an awesome idea. But I, I'm going to go with the rats because I can't stand the ignominy of having my screams turned into moos for, for wow. the amusement of my torturer. Right? I think that like that is just that that is is insult after injury. And uh, that's, they'd be they'd be tittering at you. Yeah, because they'd be that like it, that would yeah you'd have these people who are uh, cooking you to death, and they'd actually get some entertainment value out of it. I don't think there's any entertainment value in rats. Oh, there's entertainment value. <laughs> it's just entrails. a different quality. Well, you could place a bet with yourself. Are they going to dig left or right? You know. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I you know, I don't necessarily believe that it's so traumatic that you wouldn't necessarily stay awake for a long a long stretch of it. Like it, they're both. Horrifying, yeah, horrifying ways to die. But like, I imagine because you're in the brazen bull, you're lying down on the bottom, that metal bottom, right? And well, you've eventually- probably got your hands and your feet against it until they get so burned that you yeah. have to use your elbows or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd be constantly just- rotating yourself, <laughs> yeah, to, to, like, like a rotisserie in order to, to yeah. make and it so this no part one part doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, and there's nothing that you can do <laughs> now. It like, does patches of flesh would be torn off at like all points of time. Your hair would probably catch on fire. Like, oh, yes, yeah, it's probably not Teflon. Cu- Teflon coat at no. the inside no, of that get, brazen bowl. No, you'd get stuck. Bowl. You'd be doing the rotisserie, and it would soon get so hot that you couldn't do it, and you'd be trying to spin, mm, and you'd yeah. get stuck Crunchy. to the inside. I'm going rats. <laughs> rats. I'm going to... Oh, 
No, I'm going to disagree, but I'm not strongly. <laughs> I think you guys all make some great points, and you have pulled me more towards the rat side. If we're going to say that you can rotate yourself, like you've got a little bit of freedom of movement yeah. inside that bull, yeah. I'm going to go with the bull because I might be able to get the strength of will to bash my own head against the side of it <laughs> and right. knock myself unconscious. And that is the only reason. Crack if I can't do that, then I might go for the rats. But I'm going to, not even that, just knock myself so that unconscious so that I just die in my sleep. Like it's the only thing I can yeah, hope for. Yeah, I guess for. you can hope I'm, for a depressed I'm, fracture. I'm, I'm going like to and... go for that one chance. Yeah, as slim as it is, no, you can, to you, not feel that. I pain. think you can shoot for the brass ring or the brass bull, as the case may be, and actually hope for a depressed skull fracture that yeah. would like end your misery immediately. Yeah, right? just yeah. you know, just find a corner. Yeah, what's the reason for this celebration? Man, did look at all those people there hanging around the station. Say, what's the big event? Man, a special train is coming on track number one. Well, it's got to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. No, it's more important, son. Is it the president? No, 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 no. Bridget Bardo? No, 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 no. Then tell me who's about to arrive. There is now Satchamo and the Dixieland Five. Them shuffling, shuffling down, rambling, scrambling over the down, hustling, bustling, buzzed around. Never saw a bigger celebration. Yes. Oh, look at the train to number 709, just a huffing and puffing and arriving on time, changing the time from dead to alive. Satchmo and his fire. We're gonna play that must rap ramble tune. And Mr. Bing, the moment that it's played, you lead us on the big parade. All together now, one and two, join the happy throng. Everyone start marching and swinging the muskrat song. We'll be singing along. Oh, Mr. Bing, when you sing, that's the thing we do enjoy. Well, Mr. A, when you play, Gabriel says, who that boy? Is walking and talking that must red sound while we amble that must red ramble while we amble along. Well, that's the best parade I ever been on, Sash. Natch, you are in New Orleans while we amble So iTunes is this thing that Caustic Soda is on, and reviews on iTunes is a big part of how it ranks podcast popularity. 
which determines whether or not your favorite podcasts are in the top listings. Now, if say Caustic Soda was in the top listings, we would have more listeners,、uh, which would make us very happy, and would keep making episodes for you all to enjoy. So, by all means, help us get the word out about Caustic Soda, not just in this way, but share it with your friends. Make a zip file of MP3s and email it to that girl or guy you've got a crush on. What better way to impress than three dudes talking about decapitation and parasites? I ask you. Make sure you press that like button on our Facebook page and always comment on causticsodapodcast.com. Pick up a shirt while you're there. We now return with the Super Friends. In the news. <laughs> Previously, news. June 2006, animal rescue workers in Petaluma, California, found Roger Dyer. In his one-bedroom home, overrun with more than 1,000 brown rats. What? He told authorities he wanted to protect the rodents, but they began breeding uncontrollably, <laughs> and soon he was overwhelmed. Almost like a biological imperative. By the time a neighbor reported him this week, hundreds of the furry pets were squirming together in cages. Hordes more were scampering around the house. That's what rats do. They scamper. Scamper. They don't, they don't skitter. Scuttle. Scuttle. Skitter. They don't do either of those. I、things. think they scamper when they're like well when they're treated free. and sure, free. Yeah, they, yeah. they skitter when they're like in the wild and trying to stay alive. Darting in and out his bed, scurrying under the floors and burrowing below below the foundation, leaving rat holes in the barren dirt. Okay, you know what we needed to solve this problem? He needed to meet a very nice crazy cat lady. <laughs> yeah,、absolutely. I think I think I saw this guy on TV. Deer's landlord said he discovered the rats a few weeks ago when he smelled urine and glimpsed things darting around when he peeped through the window. Oh, he's got a peeping landlord. <laughs> Horrified, he ordered Deer to get rid of the rodents, but he didn't report him. I felt sorry for him," said the landlord. "What a trauma to go through in your own house! It's a nightmare." Seventy-five <laughs> sick and injured rats were euthanized by officials. The remaining nine hundred rats were put up for adoption. <laughs> As for why the seven cats that Deer also owned did not eat the rats, the landlord said, "Maybe it was like working in a deli. After a while, you get tired of deli food." <laughs> My next news story. This is from last year. A BBC film crew recording a program in the crater of Mount Bosabi, an extinct volcano in Papua New Guinea, has discovered a new species of giant woolly rat. Okay. The woolly rat, which measures nearly three feet in length and weighs more than three pounds, was captured on film in an infrared. Three feet in length. Yeah. It was captured on film in an infrared camera trap set up on the densely wooded slopes. Provisionally named the Bosavi woolly rat, it is thought to live only in the crater and nowhere else in the world. It has no fear of humans. And they were totally like picking it up, and yeah, because they probably never seen、yeah. a human, right? <laughs> Who's a good rat? <laughs> Who's a good rat? Three foot rat! Oh my god, that is horrifying. The animal has a silver brown coat of long, thick fur that probably helps survive. It survived the wet, cold winters inside the one thousand meter high crater walls. It is thought to belong to the rodent genus Malomus, which contains other outsized rat species, including another giant rat. Another giant woolly rat found in the Foja Mountains of Papua New Guinea in 2007. All right, pop culture. Ratatouille. That's got to be the number one grossing rat movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I can't imagine any movie featuring rats being higher on the、uh, on the food chain. Starring Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt as the as、uh, Remy. There was a movie shot in Vancouver that starred rats named called Willard. Well, the remake. Yeah, the remake's one starring Crispin Glover. I watched that for in anticipation of this. Podcast.、Mm-hmm. It was all right.、Hmm. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Crispin Glover's、uh, weird,、no. though. 
He yep. is weird. It's it's he's not a very sympathetic character in this movie. He's his acting is pretty much like you know when he's when he's emotional because he's shaking. Okay. Whenever uh, he, whenever he's having an emotion, he's, he's quivering. He's quivering, quaking. But rats and feature he'll have outbursts. Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he talks to rats or something like that, right? He basically, yeah, he talks to them. He becomes their friend. He's living in a house with his uh, dying mother, his sick mother. Uh, there's first, there's a few rats in the basement. Then there's hundreds, maybe thousands, and he uses them to get revenge on his. Uh, Boss, who is played by R. Lee Ermey. Oh, oh of uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he befriends the rats, and then the rats turn on him. Of course. Yeah. As rats will. I mean, the rats turn on themselves, for God's sake. <laughs> as we know, as yeah. has been established. Uh, worth seeing. I don't think I spoiled the ending by saying that. It's not like that's the ending. So there's other rat movies. Ben was a sequel to the original Willard, and I haven't seen either of those. Yeah. And apparently they're hard. one of nope. Ben is hard to find. Didn't Michael Jackson write a song for Ben? Ben is a song written by Don Black and composed by Walter Scharf, recorded by Michael Jackson for the Motown label in 1972. The single theme of a 1972 film of the same name, the sequel to the 1971 killer rat film Willard, spent go. one week at the top of the U.S. pop chart. What? <laughs> a love song so, to a rat for a rat killer rat sequel. It was originally written for Donny Osmond. As previously mentioned, Dr. Fibes takes his inspiration for the murders from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. This is the information I've received. The Ten mm-hmm. Plagues of Egypt. Number right. six yep. being rats. Okay. Yep. Dr. Kitaj, one of the doctors in his revenge One of the doctors spree. who screwed up uh, saving his wife. Yeah. So that's why he's marked them for death. Crashes his plane when attacked by rats. Ooh. I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking rats on this motherfucking plane. Something like that. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and what's her name? Heidi. Ava. I don't remember her name. Some old-timey name. Yeah. Uh, they go underneath the library, and there's rats all over in the crits right. that they're walking around in. Yeah, and there was something about uh, Indiana Jones' dad was a... Just as afraid of rats as he was of snakes. Right. It was just a, an offhand mention, though. Yeah, a comment, yeah. an there aside. Was, there was no being eaten through by rats in Indiana Jones, unfortunately. I know. Let's not forget about the R-O-U-S's. Rodents of unusual size? Yeah, I yeah. don't think they exist. Were they though. rats, though? Princess Bride. They, well, they were rat They lush. could have been large sure. capybaras. They could have been. I think they had rat or tails, voles. though. They, yeah, they, they kind of did have rat they tails. Rat they tails. did look very ratty. I don't uh, think we're going to do a capybara episode, so let's call them rats. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Obviously, fantastic film. That scene with the within the 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 swamp with the fire the jets fire, and that's so terrible. You know, it's just that is my least favorite part of that whole movie. And it's just a guy in yeah. a rat suit crawling yeah. on his hands and it's knees. It's so yeah. obvious too, right? Like it, 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 it no looks attempt. like a total non-threat. Yeah, no attempt was made to make that in any way, shape, or form threatening the, or dangerous. The only threat he, was he that they didn't bitten, see it coming. Did, yeah, he did get bitten. Oh, it yeah. like chowed down on his shoulder, and then you he can rolled get over. Rat bite fever from that. Yeah, or R O U S bite fever. The secret of Nim. That is the uh, the last movie I saw at the Van Isle Theater in Campbell River before the Galaxy Theater oh. had two screens, put it out of business. Oh, wow. ouch. I have never seen The Secret of Nim all the way through. It's awesome. I've, I've, it's again, really, I've only seen bits and pieces. clearly Don Bluth's greatest, his tour de force. It yep. was. I remember yeah. being frightened to death. Like, it was scary yeah, as yeah. hell. I mean, what? how old was I? I must have been... Eight, nine max. 
Yeah, was, the, the old wizened rat with the with the blank eyes and it uh, that movie scared the bejesus out of me. I don't think I slept for like three <laughs> nights afterwards, but I, I, it was good. Hmm. I enjoyed it. Adaptation of Miss Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, the book. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, I also tried to watch and did not get through of Unknown Origin, starting Peter Weller. I was a rat know. infestation in his house. I don't know that one at all. The whole movie is about a rat infestation. Well, as much as I watched of it. <laughs> <laughs> It was written so, like, just the way people do not talk. Right. Right. Like, too formal or not formal enough? Just or... everyone was five times as, as witty and fast and quick as they should have Ooh. been. Should we move on to comics? Sure. Yeah. I have to make passing mention of uh, the comic book series that I published called Outnumbered. Which, which has were-rats in it. It has uh, six-and-a-half-foot-tall, half-man, half-rat creatures who happen to deal drugs and try and control the streets for their own nefarious purposes. Mm. And our teenage vigilante superheroes are out to stop them. Yep. Six-issue limited series. Any other rats in uh, comic book lore? Splinter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. He's pretty famous. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who Splinter is. And, of course, the uh, the Rat King was a character in a few of the Ninja Turtles comics. Yeah, but he was a human who mind-controlled rats, right? right? Yeah. Yep. So that's a good power. A misnomer. Pretty good power when you're living in New York, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, we can't get off without talking about H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> we can't get off. We can't get off of this podcast chair. <laughs> this thought train. Without talking about H.P. Lovecraft's The Rats in the Walls. Yes. First H.P. Lovecraft story I ever read. Started the whole thing. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was the first story in the book you lent me, Blood Curling Tales of Horror and the Macabre. What can we say about the story except read it? If you haven't, it's a short story. It's H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, and it's it's, it's racist. You'll love it. <laughs> it's one of those sort of uh, derangement kind of storylines. Yeah, right? very Edgar Allan Poe. I thought. Do, are there rats in the wall, walls? Yeah. Is he just crazy? Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, to go back a little into movies. Okay. But one of my favorite movies of all time, The Sweet Hereafter, doesn't actually have rats in it itself. The Sweet Hereafter. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam McGowan movie. Uh, the last English language. Oh, film. is that with Ian Holm? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ian Holm. Bruce Greenwood in that movie, I think, turns in one of the greatest performances of all time. And, As Rat uh, King. <laughs> it, it, unfortunately, there are no actual rats in the movie. But one of the recurring themes is uh, um, the movie's all told in flashback, or a bunch of it is told in flashback, and she's reading this story. The, one, the, the, the local girl who babysits the twins, she reads them the Pied Piper story, and oh. uh, it's a recurring theme about, you know, this... Uh, this insurance lawyer is trying to lead them all down this path, and there's somebody tries to stop them and all the rest of this stuff. And it's just a pure metaphor and brilliantly intertwined in the storyline. And if ever, anybody who hasn't seen The Sweet Hereafter, it's a 10 out of 10. You should run out and see it. Also has a bus accident where all the children die. It, that's, that's the catalyst for the entire film. That's caustic soda. Mm-hmm. It is very caustic <laughs> soda, in fact. Why we the emperor and the love. 